Hey everyone, and welcome to Beauty Travel and Sophistication. I am your host, God's Masterpiece 22. I am super excited for you to be tuned in today. This is going to be a good listen, and I feature a special someone. Throughout this episode, we will be playing some of our favorite R&B songs. This is going to be a couple's combo. So get comfortable and enjoy this episode. You know, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. I love love, and I have to say, I think I found myself a love. So let's get right into this first song. Into songs that had meaning, babe. You know, the ones that spoke to your soul, or the man meant every word he meant and didn't want to lose you. Times have changed, but the same, the same things that people valued back in the 90s, for example, they aren't as visible as they were back then compared to how it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That is true. Things are a lot different now than they were back then. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, we definitely need to bring the good old R&B back. So if this is your first episode that you're listening to, I hope you'll stay for a while. And if you are a constant listener, thank you so much for sticking with me up to this point. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. Now, I am so happy to be featuring this special guest that you just heard uh, that will be joining me on today. Uh, he is the yin to my yang, always beside me, continues to build me up, and inspires me to be better. He is truly amazing. Now, I can go on and on with many more things to say about him, but for the purpose of our time on this episode, I'll stop. I don't want to make this episode too mushy. So please join me in welcoming Babe. Hello, hello. <laughs> so, Pleasure to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you on. So thank you so much for being <laughs> a part of this episode. You know, I always talk to you about uh, the different guests I feature on my podcast. And I thought it was time to bring you on and have you on today. So I appreciate you for coming on. So, like I mentioned earlier, this episode is a couples combo. So, we are diving into all things dealing with relationships. So, let's get started and talk about why communication is so important in a relationship. Communica <clears throat> communication is a chance for both parties to, you know, exchange what is on their mind. Mm-hmm. When one doesn't know what the other is thinking, then that's ground for some unexpected drama to occur that could have easily been avoided had that message been conveyed amongst those two parties effectively. Hmm. I agree. I totally, um, do you think too that if you don't express how you feel, the other person isn't going to know because... Men aren't my readers, so they don't understand or know what's going on in a woman's mind, you know? Yes, we aren't mind readers. <laughs> Contrary to what some might think. I know. <laughs> I know, that's true. And I think it's so important because when you hold things in and then you release it at a time where you're just, you're done and you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Or you're just so upset. 
and your partner is looking at you like, I don't understand what's wrong because everything seemed fine. Mm-hmm. So sometimes waiting until the last minute can result in, you know, more conflict than you wanted in the first place, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. It's better to address that at the beginning than have that build up over time and then just have it. Yeah. Mm. I agree. So, yes, as mm. in relationships. Do you think it's good to have time apart as individuals? Oh, yeah, because every once in a while, one of the parties is going to need time to reflect. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they don't want to be around the other person necessarily, but they just, you know, need time to regroup. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because I believe mm-hmm. before you became a couple, you were individuals first. And so you still had things that you did um, prior to, you know, getting with that person. So you still want to keep your own individuality and do things that you did before you got together. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) So how much time is too much time away from your significant other? Mm. I mean, you got to consider that both work regularly. So... Mm Mm-hmm. More than a week would be too much time. Because, you know, you could have one party that works nights and the other that works days. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. that could be, you know, a situation where, you know, they wouldn't only be able to see one another on the weekends. Usually. But to go longer than a week with that in mind, that would be too long. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Now, if it's for some type of circumstance where you can't see them, you know, work-related or whatnot, I think FaceTime is always good, too. Yeah, FaceTime is good because you'll get to actually see your love. Exactly. But you're right. There's nothing than seeing them, um, you know, physically in front of you. So I think mm-hmm. a week is good. And like you said, if you do work different shifts or, you know, um, whatever your uh, job situation is, over a week is a little bit too much, especially if you're in the same, you know, area as them. You're not doing like a long distance relationship. Yeah. Yes. So I got a question for you. How can someone be too needy? How can someone be too needy? Hmm. Yes. When we look at needy, Mm-hmm. We generally think of somebody that's, you know, really clingy mm. and is always in need of attention. Mm. So, mm-hmm. when it's applied to relationships, it could be one party feeling the need to always have attention on them. Mm. And it would be to the point where... Mm-hmm. It would get in the way of one's regular routine. Hmm. Like if they're at work, for example, and that other party would, you know, get on them about how they don't pay them enough attention, well, that would come across as needy because that's like taking it to another level, an unnecessary one on top of that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That is. I think also, like, 
if you're just hanging out with your significant other and let's say um, you're with a group and you don't give them time to breathe or give them space to interact with other people and you just always want them for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like give him a break. He needs some space, you know. Or probably, you know, just texting too much. You think there's such thing, texting too much, like throughout the day, or it's like, okay, <laughs> we did a couple of texts. This should be it for the day. Couldn't that be too needy? Mm. Uh, it can. I mean, yeah. If it's to the point where. As the day goes on, and maybe, you know, someone gets busy with work, and they may not respond in about the next few minutes or so, and instead more in like a few hours, some might take that mm-hmm. a bit to heart. To the point where they'd be like, what's the hold up here? Right. Or where they go a day without talking. And that other person, they'll take straight offense to that. <laughs> the point where an argument could even <laughs> emerge as a result. Which is never fun. <laughs> no, you know, yeah, I know. I think, uh, and I, 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 sometimes people base it off of past relationships, or they assume that, hey, talking at least each day is healthy. You know, to check up on your significant other to see how they're doing. Uh-huh. So, is that a turn off to guys, being too needy? It can be. But do you think some guys like it? Well, some guys do want to, you know, they do want to have that someone that Mm -hmm. wants them. But there's a difference between wanting somebody and Mm. needing them. Agreed. Mm. (coughs) Agreed. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned for more of Couples Convo. All right, we are back, and the next question uh, from our couples combo is on online dating. So, babe, what are your views on online dating? Good, bad, different? I'm looking at your face right now, and you're saying a lot with your expressions. I'm Mm. not the biggest fan of it personally, because, you know, Mm -hmm. to me, online dating strikes me as more of, you know, a hookup as opposed to, you know, something that's more long-lasting and genuine. Mmm. Mmm. That makes a good amount of sense. That does. So, I have a question. I mean, based off of what you said. Do you think, though, that having a paying membership dating site like Match.com or eHarmony is probably... Hmm. Well, do you think people have a greater chance at finding love? If they do a paid membership, or do you still agree that it's not going to last long? The way I see it, it doesn't matter whether you pay for it or not, because, I mean, mm. <laughs> you're still going to get the same result with them both being online dating sites. Mm. 
Got it. Now this question isn't on, on um, our format that we have going on, but do you think that people that do start off dating someone on an online dating site, that their chances are a little bit higher that they'll go back on when things get a little bit rocky in their, in their relationship to see what else is out there? Hmm. It depends. Hmm. It depends. I mean, on some situations, they they will have a greater chance at finding somebody that meets more of the criteria that they have established. And on other situations, it would be more more the same, but. It's kind of hit and miss with online dating sites from what I can see. It's not for everybody, but some people make it work. Yes. And also with online dating, you don't really know if what they're saying is factual or not. You don't. Because, I mean, on many online dating sites such as Tinder, you know, where... You would take a quick look at someone's photo and then decide whether it's yay or nay. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not really enough to know something about that person. Now, with some online dating sites, they provide a brief profile of that person, such as Plenty of Fish. Mm-hmm. But, again, mm-hmm. what they portray on that site may not always be factual because people can lie about pretty much anything Mm -hmm. on online dating sites when you stop and think about it (laughs) that is true that is true and And that's why we run into many issues with things such as catfish (laughs) yes yes and that show uh yeah i was you know speaking of catfish it came on mtv um, I didn't realize how many people actually were getting catfished until mm-hmm. I saw, like, this is an actual show. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, that is. And I, and also, too, like, I had a friend of mine, and she was doing online dating, and she said that she had met a guy, and they connected, they talked on the phone, and finally they were going to meet for the first time, and she said when she saw him, um, he wasn't what he looked like from the picture. He was a lot larger than what he had on the photo. See? Yeah. <laughs> and that was a turnoff for her. And I was like, well, he can lose weight. And she was like, no, he is, he's too big. And she, yeah, it was a turnoff. And she waste, basically wasted all that time talking to someone. And then you see them and you're like, this isn't what I want. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it didn't end. It wasn't good for her. So what do you think about like speed dating? Speed dating, it's (laughs) not a real date. Mm, Right, (laughs) right. I mean, just because you're getting Mm -hmm. that interaction with somebody on a quick moment in time doesn't mean it's something that's real. Right, (laughs) right. Because with things like love and affection, that's something that can't always be rushed. It if takes, at all. It takes time. It does take time. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And I, I I, think also, like in relationships, people are always learning about their significant other day by day. So even if they've been together for decades, they're still learning about the other person. 
And I think that's what's the best part about it. Oh, yeah, because, you know, we can be lifelong learners. Yes. Yes. So I have to ask, what are your views on friends setting you up? Oh. Yes. My view on that is... Mm-hmm. It's not... Again, that's not something I particularly care for. Okay. Because your friends' views may differ from what you really need or what works for you. Mm-hmm. Personally, I've had a bad experience with that. And that's why I wouldn't put anybody else in that same predicament. Because my views on what that other person needs may differ from what works for them. And looking at other people, you know, with that friend that always wants to play matchmaker, Mm -hmm. they can't respect that what works for them doesn't work for that person that is looking to get... Mm-hmm. That's looking to get that hookup from that matchmaker friend. Mm-hmm. Then they may have to reevaluate, you know, where their friendship stands and whether or not they need that person in their social circle. Mm. Wow, that's deep. And I know for me, I would say to, it's a hit or miss when it comes to friends setting you up. Uh, because they may have someone in mind for you that they think is perfect and then when you meet them they're not exactly what your friends portray them to be mm-hmm. so you know um that is one downfall i would say and then also the person setting you and the other person up is now the middleman so you're going back telling your friend you know, what do you think about the person? And then that other person is too. So then you have someone else that knows pretty much everything going on and what could possibly be a relationship for you and that person. Um, but I say, like I said, it could be a hit or miss when it comes to friends setting you up. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you do have that middle person mm-hmm. going in between and, you know, letting them, letting both parties know that the other's feeling one another, then. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's different because that yeah. shows that the two were interested. Yeah, that's true. But if it's a situation where that friend tries to, you know, set that other person on a blind date, mm-hmm. well, that's the fun, that's the situation that probably wouldn't work so well. <gasps> Yikes! <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And, you know, yes, we've had that happen to us. And, um... Yeah, for those listening out there, if you have had a friend set you up and it's worked out, well, congrats to you guys. And if it didn't, you know, I'm so sorry to hear that. But again, it's a hit or miss. So up ahead, we'll be talking about questions to ask early on in a relationship. Plus, is there a way to let someone you are not interested in down easy? More on that discussion next. Also, ladies... Do you ever just want to spend quality time with your man by just having them around? We'll be right back. We're now on to the question of if someone likes someone but the feeling isn't mutual, how do you let them down easy? 
hmm. without hurting their feelings. Is there a way that you can do that? Sure there is. As oh, far really? as letting somebody down easy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. First, you can acknowledge that, hey, I appreciate it. And, you know, you also want to let them know that they know that this person means well and they're they're a phenomenal person that would that would make that right person happy. But They should acknowledge that, you know, that person, unfortunately, isn't them. Be like, I'm sorry, but I don't feel that way about you. You don't have to be rude about it, but just go ahead and let them know, forthfront, that, unfortunately, you aren't interested. However, upon doing that, you'll always want to give them some hope and let them know at least two positive things to make up for that slow burn. Because, you know, if you don't handle that right, that can be a huge blow to somebody's self-esteem. For sure. Yeah. Yes. So... Even though you're letting them know that you're not interested, you at the same time want to give them hope that they will find that someone. Because they know that that person that likes them is going to make that special someone happy. That was really well said. Mm -hmm. I never thought about adding two good points to the person so that, you know... The letdown is a lot easier when you give them two good points about themselves. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hmm. I always thought, I didn't know if there was a way to let them down easy without just saying, hey, I'm not really interested in you that way. But we can be friends, you know, but then the individual is like, I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> so I like the way you put it. Hmm. I do. Hey, I mean, if they don't want to be friends, then, I mean, that's on them. But at least you can say that you offered. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with being friends. That's true. Hmm. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) And, I mean, I think people out there have to understand, too, that even though they may be interested in someone and that person doesn't like them, it doesn't mean that their value goes down or that they're any less than than what they were. You know, it's just that person isn't attracted to them that way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. So let's talk about questions you should ask early on in a relationship. Do you think it's important to ask the person, do you want kids? Do you have any issues with that you're dealing with, such as baggage? Well, yeah, because, I mean... Mm-hmm. Those are common things that can make or break a relationship, which is why, you know, it would be in the best interest to go ahead and address things like that at the beginning. And, you know, some other things that may be on your mind. Mm -hmm. One thing I've learned is that you should never 
be hesitant to ask what is on your mind, especially if that's something that you feel is going to mm-hmm. bother you in the back of your head. Be like, I should have asked this when I had the chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, because, I mean, if you don't ask, then you won't know. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Oh, and that's another thing I noticed too, is I say that's true a lot. So I'm going to work on that. But I know I talked to Babe about this before. I have a friend of mine and, uh, you know, she and her husband got married early and, you know, 10 years in, she wants a kid. He doesn't. Uh... They didn't ask that at 18 years old. They just got married. So I think that is a different situation. But I will say, I do agree that it is smart to ask those questions early on versus months in or years in and your significant other tells you that I don't want to get married or I don't want kids. Or they have a kid that you didn't know about at the beginning. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that could um, change things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... And But then, what if you're so invested into that person that when they do tell you that, oh, yeah, I have a kid, <laughs> what do you do? Do you just stick it through? Or do you just part ways? Whoa. you got to put yourself in the situation of the other person. It's like upon getting that information, I'd be like, wait, what? I, right. It's like, okay, if you're withholding... Mm-hmm. this information from me, then I wonder what else you're not telling me. Mm. They need to think about that. Yes. <laughs> and being open and honest is important in relationships. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. Okay, so... Ooh, I wrote this down because I wanted to talk about it. So one of the things I liked early on at the beginning of our relationship um, was... You said that you were not like other guys. And I remember when you told me that. I was like, okay, that's nice. I'm glad that you said that. Um, But I I wasn't uh, sure. You know, I was like, well, that's great that he said that. But, you know, I would say a couple seconds after it came out of your mouth and you looked at me with such sincerity. And I truly believe that what you said was true that you were honest and that let me know that we would be going in the right direction and that this was a good start to a relationship so thank you for telling me that I appreciate that because not most men would say that up front and you did (laughs) so you also no, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was just about to say it was a pleasure. Yes, yeah, so I'm glad that you said that. And I like how you don't compare us to past relationships. Because um, you did mention that you don't like to compare. Well, no, because, I mean, that's not fair to the person that you're with at that moment in time. Because they may very well not have the same flaws that previous relationships did. Yeah. Yeah, and also when you compare, you're always looking back at what this other person do it, did, and then you're expecting for your present to do the same. Mm-hmm. And everyone is not the same. We're all different, so you can't expect what one guy to do, this guy's going to do. 
So each person is different. We'll be right back. We both believe that the best relationships happen when you least expect it. I know for you and I, our relationship was so organic that I sometimes look back at how our love story began. It wasn't online dating and we didn't get set up by someone, but it just happened. Funny thing is, that's usually how most relationships start out because, you know, when you're not looking for someone, that's when <laughs> that little something comes looking for you. Mm, yeah. That's true. That is true. I think it definitely was like that in our case, and I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, one of the things that we did in our relationship thus far is that we wanted to make sure that the mistakes of the past didn't affect our relationship now. So, mistakes that have probably happened um, in our past relationships we wanted to make sure that they wouldn't surface in our relationship now. Well, yeah. Because you can't... Like what we were discussing earlier, you can't let past mistakes, you know, overshadow what you have now because the person that you're with doesn't have those same flaws. And many people seem to struggle with this because if you know how some relationships ended worse than others to the point where they're deeply scarred from that particular relationship that didn't work. I can think of a few people that meet that example. I mean, it's unfortunate that it happened, but again, you can't let that in the way of what's right in front of you because, you know, things, you can look up and miss out on a really great opportunity upon holding on to those old wounds like that. Mm-hmm. It's not healthy for you and it's not healthy for the person in front of you. So that's why it's important to keep things like that in mind. Mm-hmm. And also I would say too, that the more you keep looking back at your past relationships and comparing them, you could potentially push the person that you're with away. Absolutely. So you wanna make sure that you don't do that. So another question, why do you feel Men and women cannot seem to find a good partner. Because they look in the wrong places, for one. And another would be they would let their friends influence their decision making. Mm. Mm-hmm. And also, for some, they don't like to be alone. And oh, yeah. They want companionship. Hey, some people are very relationship-oriented to the point where they feel like they absolutely have to have somebody, especially in such things like 
-hmm. the infamous cupping season. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, people want to pair up with the first person that comes their way, you know, regardless of whether or not they generally like them or not. <laughs> yes, and that's not good. Mm -hmm. Because you shouldn't be with someone just to say that you're in a relationship. No, because you're ultimately wasting your time. Mm. Wasting your time is mm. never good because mm. you could be with someone that you ultimately want to be with versus wasting your time with someone that you really don't care too much about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like you can say that you want that person because they make you feel good because, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, only you can do that. If you're not happy with yourself, then, I mean, you're not going to make anybody else happy. Exactly. Yeah. You know, babe, I'm so into you. I'm into you as well, babe. Aww. Mm. <laughs> Let's take a break with another song. We'll be right back. So, I know we've been playing some really good R&B songs throughout this episode, and we spoke on how they need to bring back R&B from back in the day. So, babe, what's some of your favorite jams that you're listening to right now? Some of my favorite jams would be from... It would be from people like Lupe Fiasco, Tyler Common, people like that from that era. Oh, that's only to name a few, though. But my taste in R&B is so vast that I can never be pigeonholed into just one small group. Got it. Like, it could be more people like Lauren Hill or even Erica Badu. Because mm. they have some good tunes as well. They do. <laughs> they do. I mean, some of mine would be... I love Brian McKnight. You know, Voice to Men, Tamia, uh, Brandy, Monica... And you're right, the list goes on and on and on. Mm. There's so many good ones. There's so many good ones. Brandy's good, though. Right? I agree. So, she's mm. she's a good one, too, out there. Mm -hmm. So, we're switching topics super quick. And I did a travel episode a few weeks ago. And uh, I was discussing our trip to New Orleans. And something just wasn't right on that episode. You weren't in it. And so I wanted to get your take on the trip. What was your favorite part of the trip? That trip was an adventure because mm -hmm. we got to check out all kinds of things out there in New Orleans, especially with the time of year that we went. With it being February, that was when Mardi Gras was into effect, and that went on throughout the whole month. So we yes. went at the best time. I agree. Yeah. We um, my favorite part of the trip would be when we were at that parade and we got those beads that they were distributing throughout the parade. Mm -hmm. um, that was pretty, that was pretty entertaining because not only did we get a show, but we got some gifts to go along with it. <laughs> exactly. Winning. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. And of course, I can't forget the part where we got to check out um, the beignets at that restaurant. Yes. Cafe. Which I highly, 
Cafe Vigneault? Vignet? Yes. Um, yes. What was... Oh, gosh. <laughs> I forgot what it's called. It's Cafe Olight? Uh, um, yeah, Olay? Olay? No! Cafe du Monde. Cafe du Monde. Yes, that's yeah. what it was. Yes, yeah. Right? Yes, yes. If you all ever go to New Orleans, I would highly make it recommend checking mm-hmm. out a restaurant like that and try their beignets. They are amazing. Yes, I agree. Yes. And also their um Oh, the coffee that we had with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta have some coffee with it. Exactly, which was really good. I can't find it on here at the list, but um of what it's called. Uh but it was really good too. Yeah. Cool. Um any other places that you would recommend? What did you think about Mother's Restaurant? Where we went there. Oh, Mother's and... Restaurant was good too. Yeah, because you had you had the did you get the rice and beans? Yes. You did. Yeah, and you had the uh etouffee. I wanna say that you had crawfish with etouffee. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty good. I actually wish I would have got my own. I wasn't sure if I'd like it or not. So I ate off of his plate, and I was like, darn, I should have had my own. But it was good. <laughs> and I have to say that if a restaurant has a long line, that's always a good sign. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, You're also going to want to try their po' boy sandwich. Yes, that was really good. And we actually got our own. <laughs> I <love it>. <laughs> <laughs> But you're right. That was really good. Mm-hmm. It was really good. I thought it was good. Um, did you like the steamboat tour on the notches? The notches, mm. which was pretty neat. Aside from the unexpected cold, I know the steamboat tour itself. It was relaxing. Yeah, I wish I could say the same. I didn't dress for the weather, so mm-hmm. I was freezing, and I had to get a uh, throw on a blanket. And, uh, yeah, it was $30. <laughs> so that was my fault for not dressing for the weather. But you're right. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really neat how we got a chance to go down and see how everything operated. Oh, yeah. yeah down. Yeah. The, that was more on the yeah. lower level of the boat, though. Yeah. That was good. Now, one thing I will say, because I did talk to my beautician, which Babe knows is also from New Orleans, and we had the king cake, and it wasn't good. Yeah, the king cake was a little dry. Yes, and I told her, and she said, usually it's not supposed to be dry. She said we should have went somewhere local and got it, not on the boat. Mm. Well, at least we know for now. (laughs) Yeah, at least we know. So, yeah, there was lots of great things to check out. One of the things I will say that we saw everywhere was the pralines. Mm. So we saw that a lot. We did try it. Um, It was really sweet. Um, I don't know if it was like the candy or whatnot, but like everywhere we went, we saw pralines all over. So that was pretty neat to get a chance to, you know, check out. So, and I will say that it was pretty crowded. It was tons of people down there. Uh, And would you go back? I would. You would. But would you go again for Mardi Gras or another time of the year? question is if we did go some other time of the year exactly what time would that be mm. summertime like june july there's an idea yeah yeah yes yeah so i have to ask this next question um because we 
we ran into this, but we got everything squared away. Would you recommend for people to stay downtown versus 45 minutes away? <laughs> I would. <laughs> okay. Because you're going to want to be at the mm-hmm. heart of where everything is, being New Orleans. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And please get tons of souvenirs, you know, while you're there. Um uh, and check out as much food as you can. Do not think about calories. Just have a good time and enjoy yourself while you're there. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Hmm. And in different places that we stopped, people were really nice to offer us great suggestions of places to check out while we were there. So I felt really welcomed, and you know they were excited to have us there as you know um, tourists. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I think we had a great time, and I would definitely go back as well. Yeah, and the beignets were so good that we went twice. So sure did. Yeah, (laughs) so that was really good. Uh, So, you know, I hope those... Well, actually, first, before I keep going on, anything else that you wanted to add from the trip? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, try the daiquiris, too. If you go. Okay, yes, I agree, yeah. That can be found over at places like Fat Tuesday and. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. see, the New Orleans Original Daiquiris and the 190 Octane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, places like Fat Tuesday, they can be over at the outlet mall that they have down there in New Orleans. That's right. Yeah, it's not too far away from where the casino is around there. If you can buy the casino, you can buy the mall. Right, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. We had a good time. Yeah. Uh, and I think what was also nice is the fact that we got a chance to check out their movie theater while we were there. Yes, <laughs> and we got to see a very good movie on top of that. We did, the photograph. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome. Good movie. Yeah, so you'd recommend it. Yes, I would. All right. Yeah, so that was awesome. So we had a good time. We really did. We had a really good time, so... Um, those that are listening, I hope that you had your pen and papers out to write down places uh, and things to do in New Orleans. Make sure that you do book your plane tickets to Experience Louisiana, a.k.a. The Boot. That is, of course, once the coronavirus has settled down. Um, because during this time, we want you to stay connected with family members and friends, play games, listen to some good old R&B, Netflix it, Hulu it, YouTube it. Read your Bible, pray, work on homework, go on a cleanse, heck, even work out. Get some sleep if you can. I mean, I know the kids are out of school, so I'm not sure how much sleep parents are getting, but I'm praying for those families that have high stress levels, which are causing them to lose their minds because their kids are home all day eating up all the food, especially as resources are limited, but our prayers go out to you. So we're at the end of the podcast and I wanted to leave you all with a quote that says, attract what you expect, reflect what you desire, become what you respect, mirror what you admire. So let that sink in. It's a great quote and I'll repeat it. It says, attract what you expect, reflect what you desire, become what you respect and mirror what you admire. So babe, do you have any last words? Um... It was a pleasure um, getting to be on this set. Um, Mm -hmm. For those that were listening, it was a pleasure. Um, (laughs) 
stay safe. I mean, we we live in trying times right now with this COVID-19 pandemic, so make sure you're practicing adequate hygiene. And hopefully this dies down sooner rather than later. Stay blessed. Yes, yes. So I want to thank you once again for being on this episode. I have truly enjoyed your company and getting your perspective on the different questions that we had asked on today. Um, and since this episode was all about couples convo, uh, I'll definitely leave, well, we'll leave you with another song. Um, and just remember that love is just a word until someone gives it meaning. Mm-hmm. Till next time, be blessed, guys. <laughs>